There it is. Being recorded I, by the host. I, I can't find my thing. <laughs> what? I, can't I don't even want to know. <laughs> TMI. Yeah, really. Well, I guess we ought to queue uh, up the music and get going. You can send us an email at TSF at Now that's funny. Yeah, I found it. Alrighty, that's right, everybody. This is the podcast that sounds funny, and uh, this is the week of August second, twenty twenty-two, eight two twenty-two, season two, show thirty-nine, episode ninety-one, creeping up on the big one hundred. You know what? To yeah. Do Visit our webpage that sounds funny.com. Send us an email. Tell us your funny story or interesting thing that's been happening lately, or ask us a question that you want a blind person to answer. Does anyone have a question? Because, because we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and joined with me are Terry and Jill. <laughs> My thing is tangled up. It's so big. Why? <laughs> Again, I'm not sure we want it out. <laughs> but hopefully, since you keep saying it, it's something that's not, you know. I got it. Nothing. His earbuds is what he's working on. Don't tell nobody. Oh. <laughs> it's got a knot in it and everything. But oh, no. those ears. Uh, they would like to open up with a segment we call What's New. No, don't look at me like that. It can be something new, something old, a classic family story, a funny story, something that you're reading, watching, doing lately. And who wants to go first? Well, I told Terry a while ago I was watching a show on Netflix called Alone. It's not at SamNet, though. I did check a while ago. That's the name of the show, Alone. I wasn't alone when I was watching it. I had people (laughs) around me. Alone with people. Yes, but it's kind of like a survivor with Jeff Probst, but it doesn't have a host. It's just the 10 people are dropped off in, I think they said Canada, and they're all split apart. So none of these people, I mean, they're out there by themselves. There's no cameramen. They're given cameras, some kind of handheld camera, and... Uh They record themselves building their shelter and getting their food and scrounging for wildlife. They're so alone. There's not even a camera crew. They just have right. They do have. I don't know if it's a cell phone or a button that they push whenever they're ready to leave and they've had enough. They can, you know, they quit themselves. Although somehow I don't know how this works. Right, but there was a guy the other day that was. they somehow watch your vitals and they'd lost so much weight and their vitals was going down that the, they came in and said, you, you have to quit or this could cause permanent damage to your body. And right. Huh. So they can be medically taken out. Well, that's good. They have a way to monitor their, 
Yeah, I'm not sure how they do that, but there are bears and, I mean, all kinds of wildlife, mountain lions and... Uh, they, they probably have one of those sensors the monitor the vital sign Perry has. He sticks on his arm. Whoa, it could be. I, the they, did make, they may have ex- said that in the first episode, but I missed the first episode. Well, that's kind of cool. Implant the sensor under your skin. Watching, man. Yeah. I, the first season, I, I watched Survivor, and it went, once I discovered it wasn't really about surviving, but stabbing your buddy in the back. It's like, eh. Yeah, yeah. They didn't change the name on that one. Right. Yeah, it's not who survives, who's the biggest, strongest person. It's, you know, how you play the game and who you can backstab and that one. But this one, I mean, they had to build their own shelters and it got down 30 degrees and below because they were in Canada. And I don't know, I got one more episode to watch tonight. They're going to, whoever it is, there's two people left and they're supposed to win $500,000. But since it is on Netflix, you know, you can watch it. How but long it's are they like, in the woods for? Well, however long it takes these people to get tired, there's not a set time. Oh, it's not like 13 weeks later, we'll come and get you. Or no, I think right now, I think George told me last night that it was day 68, I think is what he told me. Oh, wow. So, so these people, like- they got to build their own shelters, like I said, find their own food, everything. That's almost seven weeks. That's. You know, almost two months. Yeah, it's a long time, but it's really neat to watch. But it's season eight is the only season that they have at Netflix. I don't understand why they don't have the first seven seasons. Well, maybe they did whenever they were new. Hmm. <laughs> They're only showing you one season at a time. Yeah. But that's what I've been watching yesterday and a couple of days. I think start, started Saturday and give it a day or two break well, hoping to watch that last one this evening again, except for Isaac Isaac is here he feeds, yeah where's he all your people at he feeds me TV dinners you know, stuff like that and where's your wife Dave, at she's not home Dave this week by to keep my, the wound in my foot <laughs> cleaned up and dressed uh, my wife is once again at camp church camp okay I wondered Camping with the younger girls. This is their last week of camp. So she'll be back on Friday. I'm sure dead tired. Come back and sleep the rest of the day. <laughs> and uh, all like that. But hey, it's interesting being, you know, house alone, maintaining. Yeah. But um, that's what I've been doing. Not an awful lot. Learning by uh, dictating computer a little more all the time. Your youngest granddaughter, does she go to uh, church camp or is she too little still? She's too little. The two youngest ones, if they would go, it would be day camp. Oh. They have day camp uh, early on. It's like the first weekend after the 4th of July or something like that. Oh. It's really early on. They just go for the day and they go home. But they do all the camp stuff while they're there, fishing and hmm. other stuff. Yeah. Um, so does Terry have anything? Pool activities? Um, Are you going to go I, swim before it gets cold? I, uh, <laughs> he does I have that story. I thought it was funny. Um, I, uh, me and my wife came in. Uh, we had went out to dinner, but we came home and still daylight and so 
I hadn't went out to my swimming pool because it had rained for three or four days. Mm-hmm. And so, so I had her, I said, just take me over to the pool so I can, you know, at least check the skimmer basket. And I went to the edge of the pool and said, whoa, the water is full. It's overflowing, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I followed it on around with my wife to the skimmer square. And so the, uh, you know, you can't get the basket out. So she was getting ready to reach down, turn the pump off. I said, well, you don't have to do that. I can just hold this little door shut. You know, and then it sucks down the water and then it breaks the seal, whatever. And then I can just pull the basket out. So I did that. And then once you get the basket out, you can let the flap, let the water back in and you don't have to bother with turning the pump off. So, and I, I twisted to show my wife the basket and she screamed. <laughs> and I thought, you're screaming because I splashed you with this, with this green water? She's like, there's a frog in the basket. And I was like, that's why the water was green. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so then I dumped it upside down and shook it. I pointed it back to her. I go, it's still in there. So I was like, well, I didn't want to stick my fingertips it was, in there and the scrape it was sucking its butt and making it been sealed. So, so was I, the frog dead or alive? It was dead. That, that oh. was drowning. It's getting sucked all the way out, you know. And um, so I turned upside down, shook it, shook it, shook it, shook it, shook it, plop. It fell out on the ground. I said, is it out now? Yes. And I put the skimmer back in. We were done, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, and my water's still green because my filter's got a crack in it. Because of the frog. But <laughs> the green right off the frog. <laughs> and so um, I haven't been putting any chemicals in it. I've just had my pump on recycle, recirculate. To, then the water goes through the pump, through the filter, back into the pool, and it doesn't go spraying out through the filter into the yard. And so. I've had so much trouble trying to find a pump this summer because, like anything, it's hard to find something or it's very, very, very expensive. Well, I found one on Amazon last night. It's going to be coming today, tomorrow, and the next day, and so on. Whatever. But <laughs> yes, what was, you told me five packages and one's coming each day, I think he said. Yeah. Then like Christmas every day. Yeah. Then I can then I can put the put the filter on, crank it up. Put the chemicals in there and kill all the frogs. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I know you had told me before about the frog being in there, but I thought it was alive. I thought that'd be amazing if it was alive, just sitting in there and enjoying all the water, but it probably drowned for one thing. He probably was alive until that pump sucked his whole insides out his yeah. uh, bung right. hole. <laughs> right. Now that thing was sucking. That thing will suck your skin off your fingers, man. You stick them in that hole. Giving the frog a hickey on his butt. <laughs> Figured it was going to be in there turned inside out. That's why I didn't want to stick my hand in there myself. I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, your hands are smaller. <laughs> I fixed to say, Your hands are smaller. Get it in there and dig it out. <laughs> yeah, make her do it. She would have not done that. She didn't. No. She said she did probably did it for the $1.3 billion, maybe. But. Hey, what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> Oh, would you get a dead frog out of a pool basket? <laughs> oh. I probably had some live ones sitting over there on the top step, you know, watching. You know, croaking, for their dead, croaking for their dead buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, wise. Uh. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, we'd like to have our, our show done up in a segment to kind of chop things up a little bit. You can't do that by remote control. Uh, the next thing on the schedule is Random Topic. Spin that wheel. Yeah, spin the wheel. It's one. Uh, don't say two again. Uh, <laughs> one. That'll be an easy one. The hard part's trying to find it. <laughs> uh, I, I forgot to pull up that part of my computer. But it will be an icebreaker. I do know that much. Icebreaker, you grab your ice cube tray and you twist it, and that's how you break the ice. Yeah. Icebreaker is when you send a fat kid out skating first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> If the fat kid gets through this, okay. Well, this is going to be some would you rather. I think we've had this question before. Would you rather become someone else or just stay you? Huh. Yeah. I think I'd rather just stay myself. Who knows? Everybody's got their own problems. You don't know what you might be getting into. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, as well as I might know somebody, it's like, um, they, I don't know if the trade-off would be all that great. And you really don't know anybody that well. I mean, on the surface, you could, you know, put out maybe some rich and powerful dude or dudette. <laughs> <laughs> but whoever it is, I think I'd just rather you know, stick with me, the me that I know. <laughs> yep. Me also. Except Terry, he's not answering. He wants to be a frog. What was the, what was what the, was the question? question again? Uh, would How's you the, rather become someone else or just stay you? Hmm. Um, for like the day or like Freaky Friday or <laughs> I think we've done this one before. I would try it for a short term. <laughs> Be somebody else. If it was for like a day or a week. Yeah, like a Freaky Friday kind of a thing, huh? Yeah, something like that would be fine. But not like permanently, no. Yeah, they, they you know that thing to swap I, should, I wouldn't want to be like Marie Antoinette. You know, you're going to get her head cut off. It's like, no, I don't want to be. <laughs> it, it'll be her up until the point the guillotine falls. Well, let me out of here. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, like I said, it depends oh, on. Quantum Leap. Remember that show that used to be on? And that guy yeah. was always jumping into other people's bodies. Right. At awkward moments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, our next question. Would you rather spend the night in a luxury hotel room or go camping amidst lovely scenery? That's a silly did question. You, hotel room. <laughs> did you say lesbian hotel room? No, a luxury. Well, if you wanted to, oh. it's a luxury hotel room. <laughs> okay. If you think lesbians are a luxury, then sure. <laughs> wow. That was like, Luxurious. A luxurious hotel room or what? Or camping surrounded by beautiful scenery. Hmm. As I read that question as it was unfolding, I thought I was going to say 
Toronto by animals! <laughs> <laughs> Which is true, too. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked to go camping. I always loved camping whenever we were kids. And if you would ask this question whenever I was, always oh, say, uh, 30-ish or below, I would have hit camping every time. But I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, I think the hotel room would be better just because, hey, you're in out away from the wildlife and the insects and the ticks. Yeah. And but like then you said, that wildlife is for the younger people. I agree with, with, the, the, with Keith's same answer because – when I, you know, younger, I would do camping all, you know, say that, but my wife, we're like Green Acres, she's city girl, I'm camper, and her version of camping is a hotel room, and. living is delight for me, land spreading out so far and wide, keep Manhattan, just give me that countryside. But give me Park Avenue. Yeah. That's roughing it, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I probably should have a luxury hotel room with lesbian, huh? <laughs> well, that'd probably be interesting too, but maybe. I don't know. Uh, would you rather be too hot or too cold? Huh. You can always put on more clothes. Yeah, that's true. But so many. You can run around naked too. Jump in a pool, whether it's green or not. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe too cold. That way, like you said, you can always bundle up. You can. If you get cold, if you get cold, you get, you could, yeah, you could bundle up, but then you could get so comfy you fall asleep and freeze to death. (laughs) <laughs> but you never get well, too hot that you're going to fall asleep and you know boil. <laughs> it, I, I've experienced lots of cold weather, lots. Cold I've experienced both myself. And one thing is, you you're not going to fall asleep and freeze to death. Your your body will actually wake you up before that happens because you will start to shiver uncontrollably. Which of course will wake you up. Now, if you ignore the shivers or just go with that, well, yeah, you'll freeze out. But your body does have mechanisms to keep that. And plus, if you know a little bit about how to dress for cold weather, the Norwegians have a saying that says, "There's no bad weather, only bad clothes." Uh, you need to wear, wear loose layers with, with lots of airflow, and then you wear a uh, tightly woven layer or a waterproof layer over the top of that. and I figured that would go on first, the tight layer, then the loose no. clothes after that. No. You want to no. have loose layers. In fact, it, it, you've probably never seen Norwegian long underwear. <laughs> you, no. you know how ours are like a you know, red flannel or the white tie it is, has the little divots in it? Uh-huh. Theirs is like fishnet. It's like fishnet huh. underwear. You know, long underwear. And it was the reason why is when you put the next layer over that, those little air pockets, your body heats up that air. And it's that warm air your body heats up that keeps you warm. 
Oh. So then you put on top of that maybe a layer of wool, which also has a similar effect. And then you put on a, a, a windproof layer so the wind doesn't <laughs> blow through and blow all your warm air away. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. That's why you put the, the tightly woven layer on last, on the outer layer. Huh. And, and so you can always dress. And if you got to go to sleep, uh, a good sleeping bag. Uh, the military sleeping bags are full of goose down. And whenever you roll them out, the first thing you do is you fluff them up. You strip down to your, your at least long underwear or, or all the way if you want it. And you hop in and uh, you sleep and it's very warm and comfortable. Uh, if you start to get cold, you wake up, you fluff it all up again and you sleep some more. But the reason you don't wear your clothes is because they can bind up the waistband or at the knees or something, your, your pant legs or shirt might bind up. It cuts off the circulation. And then oh. you what I would do is I would take my uh, clothes that would go next to my skin, you know, your long underwear or shirt or something, and I would mm-hmm. just put it at the foot of my sleeping bag. That way I'm not wearing it, but it's also not freezing cold. <laughs> Whenever you wake up in the morning, you can slip on your socks, your shirt, you know, and then hop out, put on your outer clothing and boots, and then you're ready for the day. So it's yeah. all about clothing and protection. So I wouldn't let it go for cold. <laughs> hmm. All that to say cold. <laughs> <laughs> but now in the hot, the key to that is um, air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, well, barring air conditioning um, is keeping something like a t-shirt on and, and keeping it moistened or, or having a, a, a wet towel that you can like put across, around your neck or you know, over your head or something. Um, because the uh, evaporation will help keep you cool. Now, if it's humid, that don't work so well. And so, <laughs> like Jill said, hop in the pool. Yeah. Hop in the pool, hop in the, yeah, some kind of water. If you're in the boonies out in the wilderness, you <laughs> might not want to just jump into a river or a pond because you don't know what's in there. And there could be parasites and stuff. So you do need to yeah. be careful with that. Would you rather be proposed to privately or in front of family and friends? If you're going to, I mean, we're all married. <laughs> but if you had to do it all over again and it was going to be proposed to, well, I think I was proposed privately, so I would go with that. Me too. I've done it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so which is better, Terry? <laughs> Public or private? I've had four opportunities. <laughs> and you're working on the fifth one pretty soon, right? <laughs> well, my wife told me I could start taking applications. Oh, okay. <laughs> Start taking applications for wife number five. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Love you, too. Have to trade in a, a six-year-old for two 30-year-olds, huh? There you go. Yeah. Oh, well, she's not 60 yet. I'm pretty yeah, sure I've it. done it privately three out of four times. But the th- last time I was because my wife had three daughters, and I went. And she wanted me to 
wanted me to propose in front of him, so uh-huh. I had to, but. He, he, he had to do it. Well, shot, well, it's well, it's, it's, well, I kind of proposed, which she proposed to me, whatever, um, but I had to go like to them and like you went say, oh, can I get your permission to marry your mom? Good, because I didn't ask her, whatever. <laughs> How do you feel about me marrying your mom? Yeah. Well, when you, when you got to be married to somebody in, in older life when there's a family involved, I can see that. Uh, having all the family except you, it's not just between the two of you. Taking applications for wife number five. <laughs> <laughs> Apply at PSF at that <laughs> Send us an email. And I'll afford that to Terry. Well, that's about enough of that. A little bit longer than I thought it would be, but we kind of got into some of those. Your bit box in five, four, three, two, one. But it's now time for news. Hey. Terry always has the I have a squirrel story. Let me jump back to the beginning of it. Did, did it go berserk in its first off righteous church? <laughs> in a secret little town called Pasadena? A... Where's my stop button? There. A nut-stealing squirrel triggers the burglar alarm in a store. <laughs> It went shopping. It had a little shopping cart pushing it down the aisle. Here's the nuts. <laughs> In Norfolk, Norfolk, it's Norfolk, Norfolk, probably. Norfolk, England. A, a squirrel was stealing nuts and bird food. Well, that's what they eat. And so it's probably trying to get some for him and the roadrunner. Meep, meep. Yeah. And. <laughs> It was in a DIY store, like I do it yourself. DIY. He's going to go through a self checkout. Yeah. <laughs> Burglar alarm went off, security ran in, and they caught the squirrel red handed with the nuts in his hands. <laughs> He'd probably and just stand know. there going, What what I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a fight for survival. Screaming, some thought he had religion, others thought he had a demon, and Harv thought he had a weed eater loose in his fruit of the looms. I'm supposed to pay for this stuff? Come on. <laughs> he's got no money it's on this world. This stuff grows on trees, you know. <laughs> he was too quick and nimble, and he got away. Squirrels are pretty quick, yeah. Yeah. Yep. They didn't even have to shoot him or anything. Drop your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have a snake story. Um, A snake. Let me see. In South Carolina? Yep, it was spotted in the surf of South (laughs) Carolina off the 
Michelle Roberts was looking for sea glass and she looked out in the ocean and seen the squirrel in the surf? Uh, no, a snake. Uh -oh. uh, yeah, what, uh, yeah, okay. You, you said squirrel. Okay. You had squirrels on your brain. <laughs> I did have squirrel on the brain. A and snake. the squirrel was being eaten by a snake. <laughs> and she says the waves were just tossing him around and throwing him back on shore, and he'd just go out. He must have been on vacation and just wanted to go swimming. <laughs> the snake was body surfing. Enjoying the body surf, surfing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> surfing, dude. Had like blonde hair and some of those funky little swim shorts on. But tell us, what kind of snake was it? She said it was a rattlesnake. A rattlesnake is what she said. But I think at the end, it, let's see, they they had some snake chaser to relocate the serpent, a timber rattlesnake, and it's highly poisonous or venomous, and they wow. re. Captured it and re-released it in another. A rattlesnake at the ocean. Wow. A timber rattlesnake, and so they re-released it probably in the swamps or somewhere. Probably in the woods. Timber rattlesnake. Yeah. yeah. It was taking a vacation. Want to do some body stuff? Huh? I think so. Yeah. That's what I kind of expected. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, my. Uh, first story is uh, a Japanese city is alarmed by biting, clawing, and attacking monkeys. <laughs> Talk about monkey pox. They have actual monkeys who are wreaking havoc. Wow. <laughs> now, the, I didn't think monkeys were in Japan. I never saw monkeys whenever I was in Japan. But anyhow, uh, this is coming from Tokyo AP. Uh, people in the southwest city in uh, Japan have come under attack from monkeys that are trying to snatch babies, uh, biting and clawing at flesh and breaking into nursery schools. Wow. Now, the town that's mentioned in here, uh, I've actually been to, uh, but the attack on 58 people since July are getting so bad that Yamaguchi City Hall um, has been hunting the animals with tranquilizer guns. The monkeys don't seem to be interested in food, so traps don't work. They have targeted mostly children and the elderly. Um, they're so smart, they tend to sneak up and attack you from behind. <laughs> so the, this is often grabbing at your legs. Uh, now, it goes on to say, when confronted by a monkey, use these instructions. Do not look them in the eye. And I thought, wait a minute. They sneak up behind you? Which <laughs> eye you got to look at him with? You don't have eyes on your back. And, right. But apparently they do, you know, don't look at them directly. Uh, but make yourself big, you know, you puff out your clothes. Um, and then back away as quietly as possible, no sudden news. 
Huh, you'd think it wouldn't make noise, stomp, and try to scare them away, but maybe they would stomp back. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, that works on a lot of animals, you know, puffing yourself up, throwing your arms in the air, standing up tall. Making yourself look big because the bigger yeah. the animal you appear to them, they'll be more afraid. Um, but but then yeah, you don't want to spook them, I guess, on making a lot of noise. But the monkeys are called macaque monkeys or macaque monkeys or something like that. Huh. And you, you, it says you see them a lot resting peacefully in hot springs. Huh. But apparently, these monkeys are on the rampage and terrorizing people. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Back to Terry. In another English village of Midland, England, a beaver, a loose beaver, ran into a bar <laughs> and hunkered down running. in the smoking section. Sounds like a joke. <laughs> yeah. The beaver walks into a bar. That is the bartender here. Anyway, they the the bartender uh, was there, and they called Animal Rescue. They said, we've never seen a loose beaver before. All the beavers in here are usually tight. <laughs> Uptight <Yeah>. beavers. <laughs> Uptight. <laughs> but uh, the beaver had ran into through the bar into the smoking area, the smoking shack. And so they tried and tried and they, they were able to, the wildlife rescuers were able to coax the wild loose beavers into a cage. And he said he was just looking for the squirrel with the nuts. And, uh, <laughs> and, and the serpent snake. They, uh, they've never s- seen a beaver before, so they said. In England and, or in this bar? Well, well, in a bar, of course. The, the bartender, the patron <laughs> said, "We've never seen a beaver before." It just came running in there, and, ah! but then they they were surprised at how big it was. Huh. It was fine. Gracious, he sure is big and mean looking. Well, he must weigh close to 280 pounds. Such a nice and docile creature. It just sat there waiting for somebody to help it. It was waiting for the waitress to come take his order. <laughs> yeah. And they caught it, returned it to the wild. Huh. <laughs> wow. Course, I guess course, they would have beavers in England. I'm sure they don't have a lot of Gosh, leave it to beaver. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it was. He was, he was gr- drinking away his sorrows after his brother Wally died last week. Yeah. Yeah, poor poor Wally. Speaking of celebrities that died, who else died, Terry? Lieutenant O'Hur from Star Trek. Yeah. He yeah. was age 89, apparently. And there's a basketball player, but I forget the guy's name they were talking about that died a couple of days ago. I think they both died on the same day, I believe, but. They're both. Well, I know on all of my news feeds from. I mean, every every 
newsfeed I have on my phone was Lieutenant Uhura dies, Michelle, yeah, they weren't named dies. Like, wow. That, that was bigger news than like, you know, Joe Biden being elected, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my uh, next odd news story. We're doing reptiles, I guess, this week. This one's about an alligator. Um, It was captured outside the daycare center. In Georgia. Still waiting for pick up his babies, baby alligator. Well, when I first looked at the title, I thought maybe, you know, they have show and tell. Maybe one of these kids has a pet alligator uh-huh. and they brought in. But nope, it was stuck under a chair outside the door in the playground area of the daycare. Oh, wow. And so once the kids, it's, somehow the parents managed to get all the kids inside the building walking past this alligator. Because I guess it was stuck it under the stuck chair. It was pool filter or nothing like that. No, not under, not in the pool filter. He was just stuck under this chair of some kind and couldn't move to catch anybody. Because mm. it was a seven-foot-long alligator. It was a big one. Wow. And so you'd think he'd be able so to grab these people. how do you a seven-foot-long object laying on the floor under a chair? <laughs> well, it's outside under this chair. I don't know. It didn't say what kind of chair. I'm kind of thinking like a lounge chair. Like in the playground? What kind of show? Yeah. Maybe a park bench? Wow. Oh, well, maybe a park bench. It was something in this daycare uh, playground area. It was definitely stuck. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And so they had to call in, of course, the, world, the wildlife protection people to come and get him out. And this wrangler, they wrangled him and got him away no kids were hurt or alligators <laughs> alligator boy uh, uh, i was just thinking you know, imagine if you were the kid or a teacher who sat on that bench and tie your shoe yeah but this guy uh the Let's see. He's keeping the alligator at his facility until the state says it's safe to release it back into the wild. Okay. I guess the state has to approve that. They have alligator regulators down there. I guess. We have too many in the swamp right now. You must wait your turn. (laughs) There's overabundance of alligators. Well, the headline I have is Whale whopping, jumping humpback whale jumps onto a fishing boat and the one is hurt. Uh, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, boaters and whale watchers got a surprise over the weekend when a humpback whale uh, um, breached and landed on the bow of a 19 foot boat. Wow. The boat operator reported no injuries and no damage uh, that affect that affected the seaworthiness of the vessel. I can't imagine there was no damage, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't affect the seaworthiness of it. Um, now, several boats were around the whale that day when it made the jump. I bet I it flipped them up in the air like a pancake. Yeah. <laughs> it, even the video footage covers the whale. Uh, leaping out of the water and his head slamming on the front of the boat. 
out of the the rear of the vessel, out of water. And then the horse went back to me. Blew up wow. right out. It hit enough to tip a 19-foot boat brand up out of water. That was Evil Knievel Whale. He was going like, watch, I can jump over three boats in a row. Oops, I didn't he's, quite make it. He's the Evil Knievel of whales. Yes. <laughs> It says that humpback whales can grow up to 62 feet long and weigh up to 53 tons, so wow. like the size of a school bus. Uh, they're popular with whale walkers because of their acrobatic displays, including spectacular braking in which they launch their school bus-sized body entirely out of water and slap the surface with their pectoral fins or tail. So it's kind of, they're kind of like, they act like dolphins, I guess. So they just go up in the air and do wow. dolphin tricks for you. Even when they splash back in the water, if you're on one of them boats, that's going to make some waves. <laughs> yeah. You'll definitely get wet in the splash. Wow. Uh, the, the port authority does say that collisions like that are rare uh, and, and can be dangerous for both the boater and the whale. Imagine that. Yeah, just imagine if you were there watching and it landed on top of you, you would be smashed. <laughs> but they say to recommend to stay 100 yards away from the humpbacks to minimize such meetings. Now, I don't know how you can control that, like put a, a, a red and green whale light under your boat so the whales know. <laughs> don't come here, red light, red light. <laughs> You're too close. Back up, back up. Me, back up, me, whale. Me. <laughs> Backing up. Well, yeah, but that's that story. There's a humpback whale trying to hump back. Well, that maybe that was it. Maybe the humpback whale thought the boat from underneath looked like another humpback whale. Maybe. I'm gonna go play with that whale up there. <laughs> I'll slam my head on its on its head and give it a big kiss. Well, that's not a that's not a whale. Ah. By the my crooked letter, crooked letter I, crooked letter, crooked letter I. Up back, up back, I am Mississippi, flowing down to New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I'm going to do for today. So, does Terry have any more? Or? I have Wendy Watson, a woman <clears throat> near the beach in South Carolina, <laughs> um, was surprised in the middle of the night by somebody ringing her doorbell when she looked to see what it was there was a big black bear uh, ringing her doorbell it, it wasn't a squirrel or a snake or a ding dong <laughs> it's <No>. Avon bear <laughs> and so she had an air horn whistle that she blew and scared the bear away but when she looked back at the footage, it's the same bear that has been revisiting her yard and eating her bird feeder food. And it was showed the bear coming up onto her porch and actually extending its paw and pressing the button to ring the doorbell. And then it left this bear nose print on her glass door. <laughs> and a surprise packet in the front porch. It's like, have you seen my pet rattlesnake? And the nutty squirrel, he's got my food. Yeah, but still. 
I have two other stories that are about bears, but I'll skip them for another day. <laughs> I had three bear stories. <laughs> three little bears. Yeah, there'll be more. You can add to it. <laughs> well, you know, since that was a story about the Avon bear, now would be a good time to insert a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> about an Avon lady. <laughs> yeah. An Avon fragrance can be fresh and lasting. Fragrance can also be smoothing, softening, soothing, refreshing, intriguing, cooling, charming, enterprising. Seventeen ways to wear an Avon fragrance. Your Avon representative can show you seventeen ways to wear an Avon fragrance. Avon calling. Hi, I am Carrie Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. We have cleaners, we have clothing, we have body wash and bubble bath, toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Health Sleep. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. And now that we put the Avon commercial, we're back. Huh. And it's time for some weird words. Z, 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 Z. Okay, our first weird Z word is zaptic. Everybody shut up. Z A F T I G Zaftik. It's a German word. I thought it was tick, like the little bug. I'm gonna say it's a tick that fell into a bug zapper. Zaftig. Sounds German. Um It's the number seven in German. Yeah, there we go. No. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's the seventh day of the week. So it's Saturday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not seven, but. Sieben. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sieben. None of these numbers are Zach. Yeah, you, you remember that. Huh? Wow. Yeah. It's you, the you number 70. 70 in German. No. Siebzig. No. Siebzig is 70. We're clear with this. You heard Thomas. This word means a plump woman. Well, that would be 70. 
maybe she weighs 70 pounds or 700 pounds. Well, I'm know, not sure. America, 70 kilograms. Obese people. <laughs> so maybe we should start calling. Look at that Zamzig woman over there. What does that mean? She's so <laughs> pleasingly plump. Is that what it means? Yeah. yeah. Pleasingly plump. That would be okay, good to start, start using so many people think it's you know, a compliment or something. Our next word you guys will probably get it is Zanily. Zanily. Z A N I L Y. Crazy. Crazy. It's the it's the zaniness of a zebra. <laughs> You're just Zanus. trying to think of funny things. That's where Zapoop comes out of the zebra through its zaniness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this word. Plenty of zebra poop laying everywhere. <laughs> this word means. To do something in a crazy way. It's so zany. <laughs> so zany. Zanus. Mm. Zygote is our next word. Zygote. Z y g o t e. That's a, a bio. Chemical, scientific, a zygote is. Isn't that like a, what they call the embryo? Like of a, a fetus. Yes, a zygote is a fetus. Oh my gosh, you guys got that one right. Wow, I was just making that up. <laughs> it's actually what it means a fertilized egg. Fertilized egg before it becomes a fetus. a zygote, and then it becomes a fetus. Did you learn that in science class or something? Oh, I, I, I must have heard it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know that word. It's in uh, anatomy, physiology, and baby making and all that stuff. Well, our next word is baby ZARF. Z-A-R-F. Maybe you flunked that class. Zarf. That's like a z- Smurf, but mm, Zerf. It's like a Norwegian Smurf. Zars. Say that. Say it spelled again. Z a r f. Z a r f. Zarf. It's a bar for zebras. The zebra goes to the bar. It goes to Zarf. Zarf. Oh. Zarf. That, that, we got to think of a name for the it, beaver then when he it's goes. Polish king is Zarf. It's for those miniature zebras that think they're dogs and they go, Zerf, 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 Zerf. It's the sound that zebras make. Zerf. They do make a funny sound. That's probably right. <laughs> no, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> they do, but that's probably not the word for it. But This word here, it means. Okay, now here's the deal. I'll try to educate you. An ornamental cup holder made out of metal. <laughs> All that, what, that. Like on the front of my computer? An ornamental <laughs> cup holder. Oh. <laughs> Do you oh. have one on your computer? <laughs> when you hit the button, and a little drawer comes out. Oh, cool. <laughs> Isn't that supposed to be for a CD-ROM? <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Our next word is Zazzy. Z A Z Z Y. Gonna familiarize you with the nomenclature. Zazzy. It's got that petty Zazzy. Z A Z Z Y. That's past jazzy. That's really zazzy, man. <laughs> That's hey, the zazzy team, man. You got it, daddy-o. Zazzy. It's the last song of the night, baby. Yeah. Uh. Well, this word here, it means... You learn the definition of nouns and prepositions. Shiny or flashy? Shiny or flashy? Shiny or flashy? Flashy. Like a fishing lure. Jazzy. Like it's shiny yeah, and bling. flashy. It's like bling going on. Bling, bling. All right, Keith ought to get this word, Zion. What does oh, Zion mean? It relates to Jewish people. Not, it's, not Zion is for Jerusalem. Is that? It's a it's a it's a it's a cross between a zebra and a lion. <laughs> it's a Zion. Zion. It's well, another the, the lion of Judah would be there. Yeah, yeah. We got that. a lion and a Zion and a Mayan. They all disappeared though. Okay, well, the definition of this word is a <laughs> work on that grammar. You should know is a heavenly or a heavenly city. Yeah, it's Mount Zion for Jerusalem. Heavenly Zion kingdom or, or city. The new Zion or what's it called? The Zionist movement is the Jewish people returning to their homeland. Yeah. Zydeco is our next word. Zeco. Z Y. It's a black and white Zydeco. Zydeco. It's a gecko that with black and white stripes. Zydeco. <laughs> a zebra gecko. <laughs> They're all zebras, you know. We got a bunch of zebra words today. I'm telling you why. Well, or, or a zygecko, maybe it's like uh, whenever you're having twins, it's not just a zygote, it's a zygecko. There's two of them. Oh, gosh, you guys come up with some good ideas for some of these words. I'm telling you, you should send them in. This word, though, it means popular music found in Louisiana. Zydeco, oh Zydeco, yeah, like disco. I'm thinking. Oh, Zydeco music. Yeah, it is a Louisiana thing. Yeah. Uh, you've heard of it now you, that you've I heard it before. You would recognize it if you heard it played. Yeah, it's it's a really upbeat uh, country Louisiana, lots really Louisiana music. Yeah. Okay, well, we got a couple more words. But, but still, it made more fun to think of it as a, a striped gecko. <laughs> <laughs> Zavernism? You better slow down and you 
I don't have the spelling of this one. So Zombernism, it, it's, it's like the, the state of being a zombie. <laughs> Do you believe in zombernism? They're going to come and eat your brains. It's like so the, I may be saying it wrong. Once it, I say the meaning, it's a, you guys... it's a zombie religion, zombernism. You know. Yo, zombre. Hey, zombre. How you doing? <laughs> Could be a zombre. Uh, it, it's the belief in Mexican zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I may be saying it wrong. Because you guys should kind of both know the meaning of this. It says it's the misuse of military authority. Oh, abusive authority. Yeah, so if have, you guys are both in the military. I haven't heard maybe. that term, but I know that concept very well. Yeah. Uh so I figured you guys, I might have been saying it wrong. You guys might know it, but I, I've never heard of the term like that. But uh, other than uh, you know, okay. unbecoming behavior. Well, Our next one. As a possessive, oh, no, no. It's a contraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a contraction? Well, it's a word. Word is Zillowus. It's somebody who plays a Zillow. <laughs> It's like, a, I guess, a string instrument, like a viola. It's a Zillow. It's a Zilloist. Huh. Oh, there's a website. It's called Zilloism. There's like a real What's estate, that? Zillow. How do you spell it? Or you don't know? That one, I don't know. There's these couple words well, here were. So Zillow is a real estate website. You're somebody who, who shops and Try it again. For real estate. What was the word? Just a second. No, that wasn't it. Zillowist. 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 It's a noun, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's the one who shops for real estate on Zillow. This word means okay, now here's some notes. Syntax, you're always an envious critic. Oh. I criticize you because I really want to be you. <laughs> I criticized that movie because I I really wanted wanted to be in that movie and they wouldn't let me. Yeah. Okay, here's one. Zoop's Fong. No X in espresso. Your part of simple thing. Zoop's Fong. It's like a like a Korean food dish. <laughs> Zoop Zoop's Fong. Zoop's Fong. Yeah, it's the instrument you play it in the marching band. It's like a sousaphone, only it's a zousaphone. Oh. Hmm. Invented in Zusa. Did you get that out of the Dr. Seuss book? Yeah. No, I was really surprised because <laughs> the OED had four words in here. And so I had George look up some other ones. And this was actually one of them that he found, too. But I didn't have him spell it for me. But it does mean... But I don't want your drama. A disagreeable position in which a chess player has to move but cannot do so without losing his advantage. So I'm assuming, like, uh, so if it has to do with chess, I would have got, not got a clue because I'm not a big chess fan. Yeah, I, I don't know much that. either, but that that would be 
something we can all learn now. And there's so, one. So in other words, you're, you're playing chess and you're down to your last move and, and you can't move because you put yourself in checkmate, but you have to move. So you put yourself in checkmate. Yeah. Right. One more word is zixt. Just keep in mind that these are you. Our words not letters. Get it together. Zix. Zixt. Zixt. That's how Cindy Brady says six. <laughs> Somebody it's, missing it's, their two front teeth. Very something. close to the German word for six. Zixt. 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 It's like Zixt position. And Zixt. I don't know how this word means what he's telling me, but... You're the sixth person, person in line. <laughs> Zixt, I'm the sixth person here. Yeah. Mm. This word, it means to <laughs> see. There's nothing terribly interesting about this word. It is just the last word in this dictionary. Yay! So next week, you got to come back and see some other words. Yeah, and it means what? <laughs> the thing? To see is what it means, to but see. it's the last word. Well, that's why we, we didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> because we can't do that. We can't zixt anybody. We, we're going to start over from the beginning now next week? Oh, no. <laughs> we start for a whole brand new area. Let's go in reverse alphabetical order. <laughs> I can tell you what I could do next week. I actually have a list. Anybody wants to tune in, I can tell you two-letter words from Scrabble. The Scrabble oh. Dictionary. Two-letter so Scrabble words? Yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to have my wife here. She's going to answer all those questions. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I got <laughs> ten of them. That's how many there is. Oh, she has a lot more than that. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot more, but I only, I'm only going ten. <laughs> uh. Well, my wife is in the Scrabble. I, I, I no. know Scrabble, but she does it a lot more than I do. That's like three. No! Yeah. Oh, wait, that wasn't the last it word. He's got on one more word there. there one more word? Oh, no. Oh, no, what was that? Z? I think that was the last word. Okay, he said something else. I still well, got to play it in my ear. Zabariah? <laughs> nope, that was our last word for the Z's. We're done. I can actually delete that whole book. We're getting started with Terry's Top 10. Terry's Top 10. Oh, There's top, top ten. number one. Ten burps Terry can do. <laughs> he can do um, top 10 and burp. Top 10. Let me stick my <laughs> earpiece back in a little tighter here. Top 10 list. Updated June 5th, 2022. Top 10 list of the 10 of the world's smallest things. So as of June 2022? Yeah. Number 10, the smallest functioning airplane. Oh. 
However, <clears throat> the largest this is the Strata Launcher, which uh, is the largest airplane ever made with a wingspan of 385 feet. And but the smallest one is how big? And the smallest in 1984, the the guy built a plane called the Baby Bird. It had a six foot three inch wingspan. Oh wow! But not to be outdone, the guy who helped him build the Baby Bird, uh, they built one a little smaller. Now, you said it's fully functional, so that means people fly in it, or what? Right. Okay. And the bumblebee is the smallest, with five feet, six inches wingspan. But it was a biplane, and so it was I in know a different... You make, you know, drones a lot smaller. Uh, they may only have a wingspan of a few feet, like... <laughs> Yeah, but I think control, you don't fly in them. Right, as I say, the person ain't inside of it. That's what I think these are. Is but the the bumblebee is actually a biplane, so it's in a different category. So the uh, the other one I said was smallest plane, but and no number eight or nine. I mean nine. Number nine. The smallest gun. The Swiss minigun. It is two inches long and weighs under one ounce. They cost over $6,000. You can get one made in gold. And they're banned in the United States. Because they're too easy to conceal. <laughs> and they only make about a hundred of them a year. Huh. This company. Because I'm thinking a Derringer is pretty small. They're they might be pretty close to two inches, but maybe not. Huh. A uh, a nine millimeter bullet. Will go 1,280 feet per second. A mini gun will fire around uh, 400 feet per second. Wow. It has about one foot pound of penetrating force. <clears throat> Number eight, the world's smallest hard drives. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. You mean like in physical size, like a two inch, or like memory size, like one pixel? <laughs> um, the smallest hard drive is the size of a postage stamp. Oh. Two and four gigabytes from Toshiba that come in just 0 0.85 inches. It's the smallest practical working hard drive. And I'm gonna, by that, I'm going to guess it means it's an actual physical drive because solid state drives, you could do that a lot smaller. And 
2017, IBM they put a single bit of data was stored on a magnetic surface, one atom big. Uh-huh. It is not practical, but that is the smallest that can possibly ever be created. Huh. And whew, number seven, uh, man, mantis-sized glasses. For those praying mantises with poor vision. <laughs> glasses. Scientists created little mantis-sized glasses for praying mantises to wear. <laughs> How do you know if a praying mantis needs glasses? <laughs> Should they keep running in the they they made these glasses for praying mantises so they could see in three dimensional stuff. It's like who cares? How many eyes does a praying mantis have? Do they have like a bunch of them, like flies do, or they have less like you know, two eyes? <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to do it for for robotics and you know how when you're the eye doctor and he's like. Which is for, better, A or artificial B? Intelligence. Yeah. It's like maybe they made him so that then the praying mantis could see when the female was getting ready to bite their head off after <laughs> after mating. They need some safety goggles. Because they do that. Yeah. So anyway, um, number number six, the Nano Bible. Uh-huh. <laughs> there are 1.2 million words in the Bible. Scientists were able to get all those words in a Bible on the size of 0.04 square millimeters. Wow. It looks like a speck of dust. It can easily fit on the head of a pen. In order to read it, the text would have to be magnified 10,000 times. I don't believe them. They're just saying they did that. Yeah, Yeah, I I knew they could etch it pretty small using some really microscopic utensils. How would you turn the pages? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I I think it's all done in, in in a grid form layout. There's only like one huge page. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, number five is the world's smallest battery. Um, smallest battery. 24 volt battery. It can power a computer, and it's the size of a grain of dust oh, or sand. That's all I got. That's all it says. Number four. It's going into number four. Number four. Micrometer. Wait a minute. 
20, 20 micrometer house. For, for little people. <laughs> yes. And a human hair is about seven micrometers. And so it's smaller than a human hair. It's got tiled roof, two chimneys, seven windows. Not much can fit in it, though. Huh, a little a miniature little house. I guess like a dollhouse, but. It has awful small little dolls and stuff. Yeah. They probably got the Bible up there on the yeah. on the, the bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. Number three, the world's smallest guitar. There you go. Made out of silicone and crystal. It is 10 microns long. That's about one-seventh the width of a human hair or the size of one red blood cell. And each of the six strings are about 100 atoms long. Oh, wow. Atoms, huh? Hey, can you play it? <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if Jimmy Hendrix could play it if he was still alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that he's dead, he could play it because uh, if you're small, and uh, once you're dead, you're like smaller than Adam because then you're everywhere. You're everywhere. <laughs> and let's see, number two was the world's smallest antenna. They created a five nanometer antenna, 20,000 times smaller than the human hair. They built it to monitor proteins and DNA. That's a pretty, pretty uh, small frequency or high frequency. One of them little things you swallow and passes through your body, I guess. Oh, I was thinking maybe like a bug antenna or something. <laughs> like a nanobot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Number one, last but not least, the world's smallest movie, it says. Oh. A boy <laughs> and his Adam. It's not a girl and her Adam. You know, Eve. <laughs> and my daughter and her Adam. <laughs> and it is. Um, it's a stop action movie. To view it, you would have to magnify it 100 million times. I thought maybe it was like the shortest movie. It's like two frames long. Just put them back and forth. <laughs> They used two carbon at molecules consisting of two atoms each to turn one minute long story of a 16 year old boy and his. Uh, I can't keep up with what they're saying, but 
Anyway, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little movie. His atomic little friend. It only got a six out of ten on IMDb. So it's out there on on the internet. A boy Let's and his Adam. Give it a better rating. Well, that was a sucky top ten list. Well, it, it, it plays into our anchor topic. <laughs>